No, it's my niece. Oh, my I'll niece. promise I'll okay. try to speak up. Goes, Mom, where's Claire? She's, her desk is here, but I don't see her. She was there today. <laughs> it must have been after we, because we went there for a second. It was just cute. Yeah, you guys would have been in the other room. Yeah, yes, yes. And he's like, where's Claire? She's a wild child. <laughs> He's checking on his girls because he had girls all for preschool and he's all concerned about where's the girls. <laughs> I said he only gets in the house at home, so he doesn't give me girl interaction. Right on time. Hello. Over here. <laughs> air conditioners where I work and it's not so much all right I show 710 so we will go ahead and call tonight's meeting to order um, are there any changes or adjustments to tonight's agenda if not I'd entertain a motion to approve so moved second motion and a second to approve the agenda all of those in favor Aye. Aye. opposed motion carries move on to the pledge I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. ESAC County empowers all students to become productive, responsible citizens of an ever-changing global society. We'll take a minute now for public input on non-agenda items. Okay? Uh, we've got a new program down at the library this year I'd like to uh, tell you about. And, uh, any support you can give me is why I'm here. The, uh, uh, there's some new faces. I'm Quinn. I'm from Lakeview. I was in the class of 1982 here. And I'm a MD. I practiced as an anesthesiologist down in Des Moines. I've been back here for about 18 years. Live from Lakeview, live down by the stone here. We're bringing speakers to town. Uh, there's three speakers. It kind of coincides with the school year in that it's fall, winter, and spring. And it's the third one I'd like to stress to you uh, uh, probably the most. Uh, bear with me a little if my thoughts aren't so collected. Uh, she is uh, Deborah Marquardt. She's a professor in the English department in Ames. She mostly teaches creative writing to graduate students. Uh, you can read about her on Wikipedia, and she's got her own website. She's won multiple awards for poetry and uh, writing. She's written uh, six books on poetry, a memoir. She's from a farm in North Dakota, and uh, also a, an, an additional nonfiction. But she'll be here in April. Uh, in 2019, our governor appointed her as our poet laureate. And, uh, and the other two speakers, first in about six weeks, we'll have the editor and the publisher of the Storm Lake Times. He won the Pulitzer, that's a rough draft, there's a misspelling. Uh, uh, he won the Pulitzer for journalism in 2017. 
uh, Art Cullen, and then the next year he wrote a book on Storm Lake, which is it's basically an autobiography, and uh, but it's also on the history of Storm Lake in Northwest Iowa and some of the cultural challenges we've had in recent decades. And uh, but the fun one is going to be in January. That's a young man who grew up in Boone, all glaciated. He was five years old and said he wanted to climb the highest mountain in the world. He did so in 2003, and it's long-term planning. He's done several of these peaks throughout the Andes Rockies chain. He's done El Capitan, if you're familiar with that. 2003, first Iowan to summit Mount Everest, and uh, uh, in 2010, he swam the English Channel. I was actually in the boat when he did it, and uh, the next day, He's one of three people in history that's done both those feats. It's different physiology to climb 29,000 and swim 25 miles. He then gets on a bike in Calais, France, bikes 9,000 miles to the foothills of the Himalayas, and then the last 900 miles is on foot. He summits Everest a second time. He called this a world triathlon. And he's a dynamic speaker. So, um, collect my thoughts. Why is this so important to someone like me? I, uh, I've got a theory about education, and I'm all public education, everything all the way through. We need good school boards, parents, and teachers, and I had those things. But my theory goes that <coughs> once you're a teenager, they all become less important. You are invisible to a 15-year-old. I was a 15-year-old in this room. You don't exist. And the parents and the teachers become less important as time goes along. And that's good, because that's the road to independence. At 18, they pretty much sent us out the door. And you're on your own. You need other influences. And uh, I think of this in terms of sticks and carrots. You are limited. I, you can say they can miss 10 days a semester. The parents. The teachers might get blips of enthusiasm, and they'll say, if you go out for track and wrestling, you'll get a certificate or a pin or something like that. The parents say, study for an hour after dinner. I don't think these things uh, have much influence, but what happened to me when I was yet a teenager is I met someone, and I started thinking, maybe I can be a good student, too. Maybe I can do what he did. These other things are small carrots and small sticks, but when that happens, that's a massive carrot. It's a 24-hour carrot that can last for years. So I'm very big on role models. And I've got about 20 role models for various reasons now. And there's things to learn from everybody and to take them all and put them together. That's what this represents when you go shoulder to shoulder with some of these people. What am I asking for from any way you can support this? If you've mentioned this to your families, your spouses, your friends, you may know these teachers in the English arts, language arts. You may sit with them at lunch downstairs. They may be your neighbors and you go to lunch with them. Um, the, uh, anything you can do to support this, and uh, if you know these teachers and you know the students that have done well in this and have an aptitude for these things, I think it's a very good experience. I'm trying to get this program off the board, and I'm trying to, off the ground, I'm trying to get people in the audience. However, nobody benefits from this more than a teenager. They will remember this for decades. I know they will. I know this from my experiences and the people I talk to and people in the, and dare I say, those that stay in Sac County 
will remember this in the nursing home someday. They'll say Wallace and Quinn brought in the best mountain climber in Iowa and he climbed the best mountain in the world. And I learned things from him. He had trouble with this and I applied that to my life. So I'm kind of caffeinated up and thank you for listening to me and fun to come up here. And thank you for the info. Mm -hmm. Anything you can do, please. Thank you. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. Any other items? This place where I can bring up what I've done so far on the playground. Oh, we have that as a agenda item. A later. So we can have conversation at that I'll point. So, yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we will move on. Uh, John, any? Yeah, just a couple thoughts from our office. Uh, we had a report from the summer food service program that we operated in both centers. They served roughly 7,500 meals this summer. Uh, through the end of July is when that program ended and Cook's got two weeks off or whatever, <laughs> we're back at it. But, um, so I think I would call that a success. Um, we will, between now and the next meeting, we'll have most of our annual reports filed with the state. We'll have our annual audit with our auditor and kind of get all of last year wrapped up between now and, and the next meeting. So hope, hope to have some more information for you on how the actual financials from last year. Okay. Okay. All right. I don't believe we have any correspondence or teaching and learning tonight, so we'll move on to administrative reports. Okay. Uh, so, uh, in the board report that I shared out, I talked a little bit about um, the things that we have been doing as far as our work in PLCs, which started today. Um, exactly what I shared with you guys so I can go in order I guess on input. Um, changes from the elementary side we did uh, they wanted us to create we had a all-in-one handbook where we had part of it was district and then it was elementary and then junior student high so Tony and I worked together and we kept I kept we kept all of the policies that were there I made minor changes like for the elementary things that just didn't apply for example we don't have any eligibility um, because we don't have school support. So I, I just took that little piece out. But otherwise, all the policies, everything, so there were really no major changes um, other than it was reformatted to be just the elementary, um, if that makes sense. So other than that, 
you have questions for me on anything else that I submitted, I'd be happy to you know, try to answer. So I know you made mention tonight about emailing a link out to the parents to get the handbook. For those parents that aren't adept at email, I mean, do we have hard copies for them? Do we, do we know to get that to them? Because I think that's probably an important piece just to make sure that anybody that needs a copy gets a copy. Yeah, we can do um, print and digital. Becky, I know this isn't on your board report, but um, tonight I had a handful of um, parents ask me about the water bottle thing. Okay. So I didn't know if what the, I guess I didn't know what to tell them because I don't know what the reasoning behind sure. the water bottle. Sure. I had two parents approach me about it. After, it was kind of one of those I had talked to. Um, like I've expressed to a couple parents already, or one parent was, one of those things that was like, okay, listening to one side, there's two sides of it. And so we looked at this, we've been doing them for a while, talked about, do we do this, try them in the classrooms because we have water fountains. There were some difficulties, the custodians had talked to me about some difficulties with some stains and things so because they have their own water fountains we had talked about can we try this without water bottles um, and so um, that's where we landed and I had just said it's a decision that we can obviously reevaluate if needed and that I appreciated kind of just input mm -hmm. from people um, so I reached out initially to um, our school nurse as well because that one of the things I was thinking about was health hydrated and that kind of thing. Um, and she was in support of not allowing them. Um, and I can talk about that too. But those were kind of things that I had addressed. So. And I have just told them, you know, we'll take input and we can reevaluate in a couple weeks if I do something that I have to I had one parent email me and then I had Nathan. So that's the only thing that came directly to me. Okay. I guess my one concern is, um, at lunchtime, if kids don't drink milk, what it, do they have? Is there other options besides milk? Um, pretty much just milk. Milk. Sometimes we have do have kids that will get a, a cup of water. We have the okay. but they typically don't bring their water bottles to okay. lunch. I don't think anybody. Unless might, maybe a kid with an individualized plan. Yeah. Okay, so that's very much the exception. Mm -hmm. not Sometimes we have some kids have soy milk. Mm -hmm. I had a few parents ask me tonight about it as well during orientation, and some of the concern was the heat. I mean, the heat that we're obviously going to experience this week. Yeah, of course. Um, and also, our kids on the buses. That if they're on a on a bus for an hour after school without a water bottle, um, that was a concern. So, is that a situation where they pack it in the bag and it just is in there and not in the classroom? I don't know. I think they stay. Some of the older kids might. But yeah, absolutely. And again, we can direct them to me too. Okay. Um, that way I can hear their input. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Okay. Um, I can do that. So like I said, like I said, I got one right away. Mm -hmm. I replied back, and then I. And do we keep in contact with public health about? Um, I know. I mean, some of the ones that were had a concern were medical professionals yeah. and so their concern was 
COVID and right when school starts, it seems like everyone starts getting sick because all the kids aren't used to being all together and hygiene and washing hands and all that kind of stuff. So I don't know. Okay. Okay. And like you said, if we can reevaluate, or I didn't know where you guys trying to get your information from. But if parents wanted to bring them for like the buses and stuff, is that the schools? Okay. Any other questions for Becky? All right. Okay. I guess I'll pull up now. I can just uh, let <laughs> Becky go first since she was bad at this anyway, huh? Um, so, yeah, I mean, like I said, we, we worked on our stuff today that I had in there with our uh, PLCs looking at our data from before. Um, didn't realize I had that in here twice, but I also, so I had last week uh, grade level meetings on Monday and Tuesday. Um, for the most part, we had a pretty good turnout for each one of them. I would say I was around about, um, for each one, if I averaged out, probably 12 students that weren't there. Like it was like 12 and then 14, 10. So um, I'm going to hold on Wednesday after school, I'm going to hold the same thing uh, with them. Um, thought about during, during school, but I kind of wanted those kids to their first day to be in the classrooms with the teachers and um, you know part of that too is that all these other kids came when they didn't have school and it wasn't a part of that right and I thought you know these kids need to understand that you know they came for that and we're we're gonna go through all the things that I want to cover but they're just right there after school um, as far as the handbook I, I mean Becky touched on all of it really I it was kind of more about reformatting it at the very beginning of it I added uh, a letter with you know kind of my own personal viewpoint of like what should be kind of there in the beginning, the culture we want to build. Um, I, I kind of touched on more of like what I, what I wanted it to look like was we're going to hit hard on the expectations, but I want this to come from a positive place. You know, we're doing that because we want to create the school that, well, I mean, that everybody can find success at. Um, and you do that through having those those higher expectations and, and we'll get to that. But So we, I put that in at the beginning. Um, added a table of contents and things, like I said, more cosmetics, uh, put my entire staff in there. As far as any additions to actual policy, like I said, most of it was pretty much the same. I think I put something in there about sportsmanship, but there was already, so if I was going to go read it, it's very similar to what was there before. Um, I think I just changed the wording where um, we're expected to display the highest level of sportsmanship at all times. So like, I had things like that um, that were maybe minor changes but went along with exactly what we had. It wasn't like a, a change, it was more about wording. And then like expectations for the cafeteria, I changed one for those, but it was literally just talking about making sure that we clean up our areas, return on everything that we use to the proper areas, and leave the table and floor around it. I mean, so it was things that like, would be covered in the handbook normally, but that's about all that I have in there. A lot more about the how it looks in the rearrangement things. And I kept all the policy that would have been in there before. I see in the notes that we have 403 students starting. Is that, do you know the comparison from last year? I'm I just curious. Know okay. The I just couldn't remember. Right. I probably could have maybe pulled it up and. But yeah, that's, I pulled that one up from this year's. Okay. We'll know a little bit anyway. I, I pulled the initial numbers today. Okay. All right. Any other questions? Okay. My turn. Your turn. All right. 
just a few things to note here. Um, big thank you and shout out to our maintenance staff um, in both buildings for preparing the buildings and grounds for our kids to return and our staff returning this week. Um, all the floors are waxed and grass is trimmed. It looks pretty nice, so thank you to them. Uh, this week is going to be hot. Uh, obviously, we know that um, proactively we've contacted uh, Carroll Control in preparation. We're going to, especially at the elementary building, try to get that building cooled down at night the best we can to keep the, the air conditioning moving air into the classrooms, the ones that are not air conditioned. Um, and I asked the ADs and, and principals just to monitor conditions and make sure our kids are safe in the building and if they're involved in sports after school. Um, I had a really good meeting on Friday with our certified teachers, uh, discussed expectations and goals for the year, and we'll follow that up with the all-staff meeting here tomorrow morning at uh, 9 o'clock. Um, we are continuing to look for more staff. If anyone in our community is looking for work or uh, you know of anybody who you think would be great for our district or kids, send them our way. Variety of positions available. Uh, first week of August, Tony and I attended School Administrators of Iowa down in Des Moines. Um, it was good to network with other administrators and, and kind of know that we're not alone in our staffing situation. Um, in fact, the most common question when you would go up and talk to somebody is, how many teachers are you looking for? And that was the common question. So uh, as as we move out through the year, I mean, our situation is not unique, but we're going to try to be very competitive in our actions as we recruit new teachers and employees for next year. Um, and then on Thursday of this week, we welcomed uh, 10 new or returning teachers to our district. Um, of the 10, three of them have worked here before and came back from other districts. So that was kind of interesting. Um, just a little uh, insight into the current teacher shortage of those 10 new teachers that were here not one of them was a first year teacher out of college which is very different from my normal so we're very thankful for the 10 that we hired but most of them had um, either taught somewhere else or are joining the profession out of sheer need uh, which is kind of amazing that we have those people in the community that haven't used their teaching license but are now saying, I'm here to help. So it's pretty cool. Uh, that's what I got. Okay. Any questions? All right. If not, we'll move on to discussion items. So first up is the middle school property. Either Brandy or I can start here. So. Um, I'm happy to start. Um, I'm continuing working with the developer from middle school property. And I've been working with the city of Sac City conversations with attorneys, uh, we, we figured out that it would be best just to have them um, transfer the building directly from the school. Um, adding the city into it just makes an extra step. We'd have to transfer to the city, and then the city would have to transfer it to them. So I'm um, working on setting up a meeting with Nate. We talked to Jamie Lawrence this morning. I'm going to try to get together next week and start conversations on that. Yep. Anything you'd like to add to that? No, other than, um, yeah, it kind of, the, the focus kind of shifted a little bit from earlier in the month to where we are today. Um, basically, the city would like us just to meet with the developer um, and draft our own purchase agreement. 
if agreement can be met. Um, and Brandy will still be involved in the process. I think everybody, all sides, wants this to be successful. So it's just finding a way to make it work and get it done. So we will be setting up a meeting next week with uh, the developer, um, and myself, and Brandy, and we're going to see what he's thinking, and then I'll ha I'll know more and can share with the board at that point. Sounds good. Okay. Any questions on that? Any follow up? All right. Next up, elementary playground. So we've made some progress, we've gotten some paint, and we've painted some hopscotches, uh, four squares, tic-tac-toes, and just some different designs on the on the cement for the kids to stay occupied with for the time being. We have gotten two grants, if you received the word that we got a A.O. Anderson grant for 5000 and we also have the SAC Foundation grant for 5000 So I'm working on, there's nine of the grants out that I've submitted that we're waiting to hear back from. Some of them range from once fifteen hundred, the rest of them are all five thousand or over ten thousand. One's eighteen, one's eleven. Most of them are five thousand dollar grants. I'm working on a twenty thousand dollar Iowa rural revitalization grant that has to go in yet this week. And I've got two more big grants that I want to apply for. I think uh, they're fixing the swing set, they're fixing the basketball hoop. They a tire swing in an area where there's something missing before. We've modified that to make that work for a tire swing. Um, with all donations, we've gotten four soccer balls. We have uh, eight footballs, 12 basketballs, seven playground balls that were donated. Some of that was also purchased. Shields gave us a $200 gift card to use in store. So I took one of their employees, we went shopping, and we got the balls all aired up, so everything's ready to go. There's no flat balls. And the basketball's actually with orange. <laughs> I love it. Um, we've got some a washer toss game. We've got a yard pong game. Um, Auburn Soccer Rec League got rid of their uh, soccer goals and got new ones. I contacted them, and they are giving us a set of soccer goals to use on the playground, so we're going to repaint those to get those out there. Um, there was a football game that I had developed by uh, Lundell Plastics over in Opal, and they have that all cut out, and then I contacted Evacto, and they mounted, uh, they cut us a piece of stainless the same size as the poly, and pre-cut all the holes and everything in for us for no charge, and we're working on the process right now of getting all that put together, putting on some special screws so that everything fits properly, and then hopefully by Labor Day, we can both have those installed for the kids. Otherwise, I've gotten, I just got uh, another donation the other day from a community member, a $500 check to use towards whatever we needed to use it for. I've got another $500 donation that's used to be dropped off tomorrow. Okay. It's good progress. Sounds like you've been busy. <laughs> Thank you very much. Yeah. I got a quote on some surface. I think, did you get a quote as well? Yeah, I got some quotes. I went through a different company than him, and just for the poured rubberized surface with an eight-foot uh, drop, it was right at $300,000 just for the surface. So they seem to think that's the most durable way to go in Iowa for the easy access for our disabled kids. 
Yeah. Well, Julie, thank you um, for kind of jump-starting this conversation and, yeah. and going after these grants, because uh, I have done a little bit of research, first of all, obviously thank you to, to Julie, and then to Steve and Mark. Um, back when I started in July, we went out there and toured the playground, I toured with Julie and made some notes, and since then Steve and Mark Newtsman have uh, gotten everything usable for the school year, so come Wednesday, the stuff out there is usable. Um, with the tire swing and fixing the swings and fixing the mats and stuff like that. I think as a board and as a school district, what we should look at to look at is what in the future do we want that area to look like? Because um, right now there is recycled tire is our base, our fall base out there. Um, that is probably a little bit on the more obsolete side um, uh, for playgrounds out there and basically uh, I had a few different people quote different projects out there um, and look at our existing equipment and they described it as close to the end of its lifespan so um, I think I think that's accurate and so now what I think we should decide is as Julie is fundraising this money and other people are donating what should our scope look like? Uh, if we were to do major changes out there, probably looking at stuff in December and January as far as bids um, and things out there. Like Julie mentioned, the, the rubberized fall area. Um, the only downside on that is they say its lifespan is about 10 years, which is not real long. Um, there are other, are other options. Our, the area of the playground is larger than most playgrounds. That's what's in our favor is as far as space goes, it's a huge playground. But as the guys were quoting a project, they go, this is a ton of space. And if you were to put rubber out here, it would cost you a half a million dollars. Um, so schools are still using wood chips um, as a cheaper alternative to the rubber. Uh, so the quotes that I have as of right now range from 200000 to 400000 based on some new equipment, new bases, and stuff like that. So I don't think it's anything we need to act on in the near future, but we just need to decide on what our scope will be going into next spring and what we want our playground to look like a year from now. John, is it possible, you remember that spreadsheet that we had when we were doing kind of the bond payments and trying to plan for buses to kind of show our high and low points from the capital fund? Yep. Is it possible to get that updated with where we are now with the uh, parking lot and stuff just so we can kind of project out what we yeah. have for cushion? Yeah, we can probably, what I would do with that is we'd take the one that uh, Piper Jaffrey, whatever mm -hmm. the name is, provided us, update it for our current balance. You know, they had a projected balance for every month, and I know we have our balance is higher than what they had projected. Okay. Um, so we could maybe use that as a starting point and do a projection off of that. So you, you get some idea of what we have of available. What you're looking at, yeah. at least over the next five years. Some of these grants do have deadlines of when you have to use them by. Okay. So can we keep that in mind so we don't lose the money? And the other thing I would like you to keep in mind is. Have what? In wheelchairs. Okay. So we need to make sure, I would like us to make sure whatever we do, 
maybe if we can't do the whole playground, maybe portions of it. And that was what a lot of these quotes were, is half of, half of it would probably be rubber and the other half would be mulch. Um, I did ask several of them, is there stuff out here that we could reuse? Um, and actually the newest piece of equipment out there, Steve tried to order some parts for it, they're no longer in business. So um, that's kind of that whole where do we start, where do we stop type of deal. Just the rubberized mulch part, I believe was Mm -hmm. They didn't include any grass or anything else, and I'm hoping maybe we can move that fence or put an additional fence to connect the old playground to the new addition so the kids can have some more green space and grass to play, especially the older kids. So on some of these grants, what does the timeline look like as far as making sure that we have either... The shortest grant is a year. Okay. Ones have to be used within a year. Okay. Are they specific to, do they have to buy equipment, do they have to buy? So you could buy the equipment and then wait to install it, but you at least want to purchase the equipment right. so okay. you don't lose the money there. I mean, I'm sure we can find a place to store it. It would seem senseless to go after this money and not use it, because if you don't use it the first time, you'll probably have to use it the Would they allow for it to go towards, like, down payment? Like, if, you know... Some, I don't know if they still require us to do that, but some places will require a down payment or we could make a down payment for the installation to occur. I think it'd be smarter just to buy a piece of equipment instead of doing that, just to prove that you faithfully purchased what you said you were going to purchase. Because some of the items that we have picked out are smaller items, like, like the largest priced item is maybe $12,000 out of the assortment that I showed Becky. And there's like seven or eight, I think we decided on maybe a divide and conquer where instead of making one big unit like they have at the park here in town, we make smaller play areas where you have smaller numbers of kids. So when they do have a battle, we don't have 50 kids fighting, we only have five. And the kids are going to fight some. Somebody's always going to have an affair somehow, somehow. Mm -hmm. But uh, like the rural revitalization one I'm getting, that I'm getting ready to apply for, that one has a year and a half. Are you thinking next summer is kind of install, have a plan together and move and get it built next summer? Kind of like most things, we want to, around that December, January, you kind of want to have your plans in order on what you want to do. So then, depending on the, the amount of the project, you got to, you know, advertise for bids and then mm -hmm. go from there. And um, whether it's that or, you know, the rest of our HVAC project that's going to happen at the elementary, that December, January time is where we want to be as far as having a decision on how large are we going. Have you approached the Chris Foundation to see if... I did. Their answer was they had some big projects going on that should be finished up in August. And I was going to contact them at the end of this month if they had any funds available. They were more than willing to entertain sending them this way. Have you resolved your concerns over sponsorship or needing to recognize? No, we haven't. Uh, I'm not hoping we can figure that out as well. 
because there are some corporations that are willing to throw five or ten thousand dollars down if we can find a way to recognize them somehow. I don't know if we want to do like a fairground or throw on the fence or I think sometimes you're gonna have to be creative and think outside the box and maybe do something different than everybody else was doing just because Yeah, I think probably part of that is just understanding what their expectations are. And if it's literally just a small plaque, not a big deal. If it's a billboard above the school, maybe a bigger deal. <laughs> <laughs> So I think if we can figure out maybe where we're sitting, you know, how much we can contribute, then we can somewhat start to move down that path of bids and maybe that will also help you as well to say that we've got X amount of dollars and we're working towards a project that's this amount. I think we should leave this on as a discussion item so we can continue to kind of vet dollars and that way if there's any updates or anything that you need we can continue to talk about it and make sure we get that stay moving forward is that Sounds okay with everybody Very much appreciate Thank you. all yes, of your time. You. I, those take a while, and we got personal challenges. We appreciate that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I think the kids will appreciate that too mm -hmm. here in the. In,
Anything else on that topic? All right, then we will move on to action items. Um, we've got minutes, bills, and policies. The only thing I'll add is uh, as far as the policies go, the majority of the policies being uh, updated are just recommendations from IASB uh, to conform with our new laws that are out there. Um, policy uh, 803 Point one deals with the sale of obsolete equipment. Uh, we are recommending using an online auction company for the sale of unused or obsolete equipment, um, in addition to other methods that are already listed in the policy. Uh, key thing to know: this is for items. This is not for property. Um, one of our first online auctions would probably include three buses we are trying to dispose of, um, and basically, I think to get the best. Um, possible price for those buses is we'll list them on online auction and uh, with the the, re the minimum bid being what their scrap price would be and if anybody is willing to pay more than the minimum bid they will own a bus um, and one of one of the buses the so right now we're trying to dispose of one diesel and two propane buses uh, I really believe that diesel bus will bring more money than what it's worth for scrap so uh, we don't know until we try but I think as more things move online that that would be our best way to get as much attention to those items as possible okay. I had just one question John mm -hmm. on the general fund so the HVAC installation is that there because it's ESSER funds and yeah. not capital yep okay that's in general that would be coded money okay okay all right, are there any other questions on those items? Mm -hmm. Otherwise, I'd entertain a motion to approve the consent agenda. So moved. Second. Motion and a second to approve the consent agenda items. All of those in favor? Aye. Aye. Opposed? Motion carries. Next up is the approval of the date, time, and location for public hearing on the Wall Lake baseball field. Yeah, last month I thought we would have the public hearing tonight, but the attorney informed me that the board has to approve a resolution setting the date and time. So. Um, in your packet is a resolution setting next month's regular board meeting time of uh, September 18th, I believe, at 610 in the Lakeview High School as the uh, time and location for the public hearing on getting near the Wall Lake baseball field. We would need to approve that resolution, but maybe before we do that, let's make sure that's when we're having a meeting. Does that work for everybody? I am out of town that day, so as long as yeah, we can change Brent's it. here or... Want us to have it clear on the I think we'll be here. As of now, I'm here. Are you back by six? No, I'm legitimately... <laughs> <laughs> I'm gone overnight. I get back Tuesday. I mean, I'm gone Sunday to Tuesday. I'll be back Tuesday afternoon. What's up to the board? Where did you guys so. go do we want to do it Tuesday night instead, or is that flipped? flipped. Can we get on the, can you check the school calendar? What about Thursday, 21st? That's a bad night. There's multiple school events that night, but so that's just going to be the thing. But, yeah. but I can make that work if we need to. Yeah. 
Do you have a preference uh, or a conflict with anything? Uh, no, I get meetings in the morning, a few that week, but um, I can I can make pretty much anything work. It's a six ten or seven ten. Brent, does seven ten work better for you than six ten? It doesn't matter. Either one. The ten minutes is what saves me. So doesn't matter. What do you want to do Tuesday or Thursday? I have you guys pick. I'm good either one. I'm good. Tuesday I have a football game, but it's at four, so I'm good. I'll be back let's, by then. Let's do Thursday then. Thursday is six ten here. Seven ten. Seven ten. If that is okay, I'm in Des Moines that day. That's yeah. perfect. I'll update the resolution to reflect Thursday at seven ten if somebody would want to approve. I'll make a motion to approve the resolution to set the public hearing for September twenty first at seven ten. Second. Motion and a second to approve the hearing date for the sale of the Wallach baseball field. All of those in favor? Aye. Aye. Opposed? Motion carries. Next up is the approval of student handbooks. I believe the principals have already spoke to those updates. Mm -hmm. Are there any other questions or concerns with any of the handbooks? No? Motion to approve the handbooks. Second. Motion and a second to approve the student handbooks. All of those in favor? Aye. Aye. Opposed? Motion carries. Next up is the Aptigy? Aptigy. Yep. yep. So um, I've been in contact with a company that works with schools, schools on their websites and a district app and also the uh, ability to increase their online presence. Um, this uh, company called Aptigy, they, they deal with schools um, and basically make it very user friendly and uh, competitive as far as uh, the information that's out there um, with other school districts. This is something I used at HMS. Uh, we switched to it in the middle of the year last year and uh, it made it so there wasn't one person who was in charge of constantly updating. You can um, delegate tasks to certain people. Uh, I guess I'm thinking like one person from, a few people from each building that uh, like to promote the good stuff that we're doing. And uh, if we were to move forward with this, it creates a district app. So one of the things that I know we used a lot last year uh, when your kids are getting ready for school and you're trying to deal with lots of questions like they would say well what's for lunch today even though they should have thought of that the night before if they wanted a sack lunch but that doesn't happen so mm -hmm. the district app you click on it and the first thing is what you're having for lunch today I mean it's just all in one spot so um, if we were to move forward with this I, th I think we would definitely see a benefit our parents would see a huge benefit and our community would see a benefit as far as the usefulness of our district website uh, there is a one-time cost to program everything, uh, and then there is an annual fee, which is very, in my opinion, reasonable and fair. Um, it's based on your enrollment, so it's not like there's a, a set fee for you know big districts or small districts. It's just based on your enrollment. They try to be fair to everybody. So I would recommend that we uh, start working with Aptigy. Well, I'll make a motion we approve the Apatigy for school website and district app. Before I second, what fund will this come out of if we go ahead with it? This will be general fund. General fund. Yeah. 
I'll second that. Okay. There's a motion and a second. All of those in favor? Aye. 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 Opposed? Motion carries. Did they have a timeline for like how soon they would be able to roll that out, just if, in case people are wondering? All I see is this October 22nd date, so they, I mean, they might be thinking that they can get it done by then. Oh, client start date, there yeah. you go. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. October 22nd, okay. Around there. Which There's, is a couple months, yeah. which is mm -hmm. good. Okay, yeah. that's perfect. I missed that date, sorry. Perfect. All right, so next up we have personnel items. There are no resignations. And as far as contracts to be approved, they are in your board packet. There is a lot of them this month. A lot of these are TLC contracts that in the spring, due to the nature of our staffing concerns, uh, were not able to be approved when they normally would be approved, therefore are being approved tonight. Are there any questions on those, that listing? If not, I would entertain a motion to approve those. I'll make a motion to approve the contracts listed. I'll second it. Motion and a second to approve the contracts listed. All of those in favor? Aye. Aye. Opposed? Motion carries. All right, scrolling back up here. I believe that is all we have for the regular agenda. Is there any um, additional items that the board would like to see for next month's agenda? Both, both discussion items will likely stay. Agree? Yes. Mm -hmm. Agree. Anything else? All right. If there is nothing else, I'd entertain a motion to adjourn. So okay. moved. Second. All of those in favor? Aye. Aye. Carries. Thank you, everyone. Have a great first day of school Wednesday. <laughs> It will be cool. It will be and it will be warm. That is for sure. Record heat. I gotta put that on my calendar right now before I forget the date. 113? Oh god. It's humid.